in the midst of the show, he'll be messaging me on Instagram. Um, so when can we meet? And um, when you gonna leave your man? Stuff like that. All right. And now, according to you, Mr. Uh, Christopher, was there any sexual harassment going on here? There's no sexual harassment. Well, was there any flirting going on here? It was strictly, it was strictly business. This is the plaintiff, Chris. He says he organizes talent showcases for up-and-coming artists. And he held an event where he let the defendant perform, and she hasn't paid him for the performance fee he charges. He needs his money and is suing this rapper for the $1,500 she agreed to pay before she took the stage. This is the defendant, Jacqueline Bennett. She says the plaintiff is unprofessional. The event was a total bust, and to make matters worse, he's now sexually harassing her on social media. Oh, this guy, money? No way. She's accused of putting on a show. The defendant has bought a candle suit for $3,000 for sexual harassment. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Chris, you are suing Ms. Bennett for $1,500 that you claim she owes you, $150 of it, the actual debt, and the rest, late fee. And you are counterclaiming him for $3,000 for sexual harassment, Ms. Bennett. Let me hear from you, Mr. Chris, first. What's going on okay. here? Okay, well, thing is, I have shows every six months, okay? And she did a show last year. It was no problem. She paid it. Everything was fine. Okay, you got to back you know, up. She, what kind of show are you talking about? Well, uh, like a concert show. I, I do events where... So you're an event coordinator? Yeah, I promote shows. Promoter, promoter. All right. Uh, yeah, I promote shows, and I have other people who will coordinate it for me and everything else. Okay, and but when promote you promote shows. a show, you uh, showcase what? Singers, what? I show singers, poets, rappers... Uh, models. I have a fashion show. I have entertainment, all kinds of things. Okay. Comedy. And um, when you said she paid it, do these performers pay you to be able to be on the show? Well, how it works is basically how I do it is I charge them for packages for it, okay. which means which comes with is either radio play. It can be interviews and so forth. I don't really charge them to perform. It's right, but they got to pay you what? I, How much do they have to pay you? Well, it, it varies depend, depending on the package. The packages okay. could be, it could be from 350 It could be whatever the company is charging is, is what I will charge for. Wait, what do you mean so the company? It, Hold on. What's the company? I thought you were the company. No, I am the company. But what I mean as far as packages, I'm saying as far as packages, where's magazines, where's radio, stuff like that. I have other people who do that. So these are packages that I charge for because they charge for it. 
Okay, so but you get you have to eat. So you get a commission or something. How does it work? Yeah, I, I mean, I would I would get a uh, cut out of okay. it. Okay, all right, all right. So now, what you had quoted to Miss Bennett? What kind of a performer is Miss Bennett? She's a rapper. Okay, so you had met her once before, and she had performed at one of your events before. So did you reach out to her for this year, or did she reach out to you? So I met her through a, a friend of mine, which is my partner. He's the witness that I have, and he's the one that told me about her. That's when he gave me her number and, you know. Okay, and who, who's the one who discussed the fee of 150 with her, you or your partner? Well, at first he did, and then when she spoke to me, that's when I, I related back to her. Okay, so uh, 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 let me hear your testimony first. According to you, you and she had a deal where she was supposed to pay 150 correct? Yes. And in return, what was she going to get? In return, well, first she was going to, she opened up for a celebrity which, I mean, that costs hundreds and thousands of dollars. And that's why I looked out for her. So she did do that. But she came there late, first of all. And she was drunk at that. All right. Not only that, then she's going to get an interview, which I'm setting up. I set up for like six or seven artists already yep. to get an interview for the show and everything else. So I set that up as well. She's going to get an interview, put on the magazine and everything and the radio. I can't even put her stuff on the radio because she doesn't have clean music. All right. So, Mr. Christopher, did she pay you the hundred and fifty dollars or no? Well, not not for this show. No, she didn't. Right. So then why did she get to perform? Because she asked me to give her an extension to Tuesday after the show. I did that. She wanted me to give her till three days after the show because she said she doesn't get paid until then. So I said, fine. okay, no problem. All right. And then what happens three days after the show when you're looking for the money? What happens? Well, three days after that, she hits me up on Instagram and then she says about a money order to send it. I said, yeah. And then she said she's going to send it tomorrow. So I said, well, I thought she was going to be sending it today. And then after that, I heard nothing from her. I heard absolutely nothing from her. Okay, so then if she owes you $150, why are you suing for $1,500? Why are you suing for 10 times that? Well, be, because it's, it's a penalty for all the, day, for all the days. At first, I extended the day for her. I extended it for when she's supposed to do it before the show. I know you're you angry. Just how does a lawsuit that's a $150 lawsuit become magically 10 times that size? I mean, if everybody did that, everybody wants to do that. But um, what legal theory would you have a right to 10 times the amount? You'd have a right to interest, which would be like a dollar. I mean, all right. So let me hear from you, Ms. Bennett. What is the problem here? As far as paying, I did let him know that I couldn't pay it at the moment. And at the time when I wasn't reaching out, I had a family matter, which is personal. I told them on the phone about. And I, I know that when I can pay, I can pay, like first time for this show. But. He didn't try to call me back or ask me, can you give me $50 now or 40 later? Give me something. You didn't try to do none of that. You got me on national TV right now. I'm then, right, right, but hold on like, one second. Did you or didn't you agree to pay him $150 to perform at I, that? I did agree. So then, and you didn't pay him because you told him you'd pay him after the show. So why didn't you pay him after the show like you said you would? I didn't have the money yet. Okay, but. Well, I did and I, I, I couldn't. Honestly, I have kids and I couldn't give you $150 if I have to take care of some person at home. That's the honest truth. Well, what is the reason that you feel he didn't earn the $150? Number one, it was not professional and I did not come in that in that place drunk. You're selling beverages in here. Okay. I can admit I bought a drink from your from your 
your program that you had going on, but I never traveled leaving my kids drunk to come somewhere. That's very unprofessional, number one. Number two... Were you late? Um, it's fu- Were you late? Yeah, I was late, but I was. I never... The first show, I came whenever I wanted to. I never was told the time to come. Okay, so, so how do you figure out how, when to come? That's on the... Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Mr. Christopher, I'm talking now to Ms. Bennett, a.k.a. Sonny okay. Blanco. That's your rap name, is Sonny Blanco? Yeah, and I, I'm not even really copywriting yet. That's why I was explaining to them about... That's why I gave them my real name, because okay. I didn't really do my music stuff legit yet. I don't have my music on all platforms. That's why you can't find Sonny Blanco's music. And okay. as far as my music being dirty, that's not true, because... My husband records me. When I do my music, it's about whatever I've been through, struggling, suffering with my kids. Okay. I didn't even get to that stage to be party, happy-go-lucky. You know what I mean? Okay. So, But I, really, I I'm here about that $150 and your claim of sexual harassment because you have a counterclaim yes. against him. Explain yes. that to me. Um, in the midst of the show, he'll be messaging me on Instagram. Um, so when can we meet? And... Um, when you go and leave your man, stuff like that. All right. That's, now, according to you, Mr. Uh, Christopher, was there any sexual harassment going on here? There was no sexual harassment. Yeah. Well, was there any yeah. flirting going on here? It was strictly it was strictly business. You know, she would switch up. I mean, every now and then she would, you know, first she acts one way, then she'd act another way. First, I'm a good friend to her. And then, you know, she's having all these problems. Oh, I'm so confused. All of this stuff. So I'm like, you know, I'm I'm kind of confused of, of where she's like kind of going. First, you telling me personal things about your husband and all of this and all of this about you. He don't treat you right and all of this. And, and then now it's like, I you know, oh, we're so good friends and all of this. We were so good to. And I had that message on there. It's It says she said it on there that we're so good to her and we're, you know, such good. friends. I said that as far as the on first show, because I'm at a star. But as far as you being a good friend, no, you're not. These are what Instagram messages that you introduced into evidence where yes. you say to her, you too. Happy Easter to you, babe. Lick, lick. Yeah. Come on. That's sexual harassment. You're Hi, I won't have harassment. the money until Tuesday after the show. I spent a lot of money on my son's birthday, April 8th. Can I pay you on yes. the 20th? Please. I keep my word. He says, I know, babe, you right. I would like you to be my girl, but that's on wow. you, though. And you say to him, low-key, man, you make me happy and I do the same. Set it up for us, you know? Pay for the ride so I come. Well, so were you two flirting with each other? Yeah, I, you could say that. All right. Flirting or no flirting, why is it that you don't pay the 150 that you owe him? Because you don't have it or because you're not supposed to pay it? Because the show stunk. What is your defense? My defense is the show stunk. Okay. It, was no, it wasn't professional. Are you saying why that? Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it professional? Uh, I didn't have an audience, number one. When I performed, there was nobody there. What time did you get like there? Um... I think I got there like six something, five something. And where? What time did the thing start? I think it started at two. I I, I don't even know. What time did it start, Mr. Chris? The show started at five o'clock. She was supposed to be there by four thirty for sound mic check. It's on the contract, and it states it on the contract. Okay, so she's supposed to be there for four thirty. Did you sign a contract? No. No. Yes, she she did. Yes, she did. She signed a contract. With her name on it, and I sent it. 
My name is Jacqueline. Sonny Blanco is not my name. Oh, honey, did you sign Sonny Blanco? Have, my name is not Did you write the name Sonny Blanco not, on a contract? What? Did you write the name Sonny Blanco on a contract? I did. Okay, well then, that contract says you're supposed to be there at 4.30. All right, so she gets there at 6. According to her, when she performed, what time do you say you performed, Ms. Bennett? I performed late. Like, it probably was 8-something. I don't remember the exact time, right. but I know I performed a little late. So if you had paid the 150 like you were supposed to beforehand, do you think you would be suing him for 150 back because the show wasn't as good as you thought it would be because you didn't have a lot of audience? No. All right. Well, that's I what you're doing like- now by not paying him. Mr. Chris, when she performed, was there a lot of audience? When, when she came? No, because she came late. Okay. By the time she came, people That's were walking not, out. Because but she's she saying came that like she's sa- eight o'clock. Right, but what time did it start? It started at five o'clock. And it she ended at seven thirty. No, no, it didn't end at seven thirty. It did not end at seven thirty. I had a lot. Of, what happened is I had a lot of artists coming in in between. As soon as other artists would right. perform, they would just pick up and leave. That's uh, not my fault. And but there was a crowd. Miss Bennett, the sexual harassment. You're show. suing for three grand for sexual harassment. Is it based on the text that you heard me read out loud where you're agreeing to go meet him? And It's based on him texting me, period. Okay, but you're going to have to make out a case for him owing you three grand for something horrible he did. Um, so are there any other texts that you want to show me that he sent you? I don't have... All right. If, uh, because All right. I blocked him. Is I your husband the, a witness? Did you want to call your He's husband? He's a witness of you of reading him, of reading. Okay, let me hear from your husband. Go ahead. Let me bring your husband. I'm a witness too. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Can you raise your right hand, please? Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project. Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So apparently, you can put your hand on. So you apparently you found some texts on her phone? Yeah, um, actually, I've... I've- I don't really look at my girl phone, but I see one of the texts when, when it's sent by my lap and my wife is in the kitchen. So I'm just looking and there's a power or whatever. And yeah, something with the lick emojis. And I'm like, what's this? What's going on? I mean, I, I had a couple of incidents with her back in the past. We've been together for 10 years, married, um, five kids, one daughter. But um, long story short, I feel like this situation is unprofessional. I do actually do mu- do music too. I do beats. I've been doing beats for like 20 years plus. I'm 35. And I've done business with people in the industry, underscore in the industry and off the streets. And the way you do business professionally in the first place is supposed to be contracts, notarized contracts. Well, they don't have, have to be been- notarized. They have to be a contract. But she signed a contract. She admitted it. I mean, exactly. But at the end of the day, if you sign it, it's supposed to be pertaining to a personal company, right? Nah, there's not. There's not. There's no trick to this. I, you know, when a judge is trying to figure out what someone agreed to, you're trying to figure out what the understanding was between the parties. A contract 
should be in writing, but it doesn't have to be. So once she admits to me that she signed it with her stage name, I know she agreed to pay 150. And by the way, I didn't have to be that that clever Look, and that, and that much of a detective. When do, when but she music, agreed already. She owed him the 150. But tell me about the text. You, I seen the text, and you know, she probably felt guilty about me even seeing it because nine times ten, the way I know the way she thinks. All right. But I warned her about this situation. When you're dealing with music, all guys think really is about sex. Cause I've been in the music and I've been in this music industry. Men, you gotta be talented and, and you gotta know half the business. With the females, as long as you look good, you can rap da 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 da. Nicki Minaj, da, 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 and it don't matter. You're gonna sell. Don't you? Why? Don't you hit Nicki Minaj on my <laughs> he show? Sex sells. <laughs> sex sells. Thank you, sir. Just like Let you, you sexy. That's okay. why people watch you. All right, bring me your wife. Bring me your wife and Chris. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. You said you had a witness, too, that you wanted me to hear from. Yes. Who is your witness? His, he's my partner. His name is Atiba. You solemnly swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so I'll be gone. Yes. Okay, you. what is your name, sir? My name is Atiba Washington. Okay, and are you the one who actually introduced Ms. Bennett to Mr. Chris? Yes. All right, did she agree to pay $150 in order to perform? Yes, she did. And whatever other package that entailed, uh, photo ops and whatever else. All right. Photo, and what um, time did this party start? Upcoming artists were supposed to be there at 4.30 for sound mic check. 5 o'clock, the show started. Okay. And what time did the show end? 10 o'clock. Okay. She came at what time? She came around uh, a little after 6. And what time did she perform? She performed, I would say, like maybe around 8.15, 8.20. Did she still end up opening for a bigger act? No. Okay. She had so, an opportunity to met the other upcoming uh, celebrity, which was uh, okay. Ayana, the artist. Okay. Can I ask and, you something? Uh, Did she, took she with her. when she? Okay. So she took some pictures and she had admitted that. But let me ask you a question. Did when she performed, was the place empty? The place wasn't empty, empty, but it was. I mean, there was some people that was left there when artists. Came and performed. A lot of artists had left. We had a fashion show before then, so the event was was long. All right. Um, thank you very much, folks. From what I've heard, it is extremely clear to me that Ms. Bennett owes Mr. Chris one hundred and fifty dollars, not fifteen hundred. All right. So it's one hundred and fifty dollars that she owes you. So in your lawsuit against her, I am ordering her to pay the one hundred and fifty dollars. Because nothing that you've said allows you not to pay the $150. All those other artists who paid on time, their money went to him. And that's it. That's how he does his business. And you don't get to say, well, I only had, you know, 10 people and not 1,000. So now I'm not, I want my money back. That's not how it works. Um, also, you have a counterclaim against him for sexual harassment. It's interesting that your husband says, I had a problem with her once before because I don't really see sexual harassment. I see the two of you kind of flirting with each other, which is a very dangerous place to be when money's owed and a very dangerous place to be when you're married and a very dangerous place to be when you are in a business relationship. But so be it. Uh, you did not make out your case for sexual harassment. So the final judgment is in favor of the plaintiff in the amount of $150. So the plaintiff is going to get the $150 from the defendant. Ms. Bennett, let me just ask you, number one, are you surprised the judge found it this way? You can't be too shocked, can you? It's, I don't have anything to say. All right. It's over now. Well, I'm sorry. Oh. You've learned a lesson here, but you you got you to give Chris uh, his money, $150.
Maybe you've learned a lesson from this. Let me ask you, uh, Chris, you're finally going to get the $150. Do you think you'll ever invite her back again to perform for one of your affairs? No, because the way things are now, I mean, you know. And to be honest with you, you know, I really I looked out for her, you know. All right. You're going to get your $150 and I guess that'll do it for her. Thank you very much, Chris. Good luck to you. Harvey, what do you think about this? So, Doug, the counterclaim in this case is kind of interesting because the defendant is saying, well, you know, he sexually harassed me, so I want money for that. The judge is saying, look, we looked at the text and this doesn't amount to harassment because there is a back and forth in these text messages. And the judge concluded this was simply flirting. What happens if a judge becomes ill or passes away in the middle of a trial? Can a new judge step in and continue, or will a trial have to start over? Thankfully, this doesn't happen very often. Every now and then, a judge dies in the middle of a trial. Uh, It has happened. And there's actually a federal rule of criminal procedure that's on Or maybe otherwise, because you have to kill the judge? And maybe the judge becomes otherwise. I guess if if the judge is sick or something, you can just continue it and bring the jury back. Right. The federal Um, rule talks about the judge being unavailable, absent, sick, or dead. So uh, you could take your pick. But another judge in in the federal courts can come in and just take over uh, without missing a stride and continue the trial. But that's not so in in a lot of the states. I can tell you when when we were dating, there was Operation Courtroom in Miami where many, like four or five state judges, were arrested for corruption. Right. And one of them was in the middle of a first-degree murder trial with a friend of mine. Right. And he had to start the whole trial over. They had to declare a mistrial because another judge couldn't just pick up in the middle of the trial. Or the, or the next judge who came in just was so unfamiliar with the case, felt like he or she couldn't get caught up to speed and declared a mistrial, right? No, and that one, you had to declare a mistrial. Okay. Um, because it wasn't the same judge. Right. Well, you so know, there are places where it has to be the same judge and this trial has to start over. Well, it, there was a case in Texas because he was that, otherwise unavailable because he was in the pokey uh, there. Yes, <laughs> there was a case in Texas in the 90s where a guy was charged with robbery. And on a Monday, the trial starts. It's a jury trial in a criminal case. On Tuesday, the judge has a heart attack and Oy. dies. Uh, Wednesday morning when the jury comes back, there's a new judge sitting there and he goes, yeah, don't 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 be too concerned. You know, you can feel bad for Judge so and so because he's deceased. But we're going to proceed and we're going to do our jobs. The case went to verdict. The guy was convicted. He was sentenced to 99 years. And on appeal, it was affirmed. His his his, one of his arguments was they should have declared a mistrial. Right. And uh, and they did not. But uh, so it can be done. Uh, Oh, yeah. And it mostly is it can it mostly can be done, I would say. Right. But there are places like the state of Florida in 19. 90, when was corporate? Early 90s. We were dating. We weren't married yet. When uh, at that, certainly at that time, it couldn't be done because it was a huge catastrophe at the state attorney's office. How rude you federal prosecutors were that you couldn't figure out which judges were in trial and just let the murder trial end and then come down since you had been investigating it for four years and you could have waited another four days. Could have timed it better. Yeah. But you know, (laughs) the feds, what's yours is mine, what's mine is mine. That's kind of how you all operate. State prosecutors, I'll ship on (laughs) your shoulder about us, you state judges, right? Supremacy clause all the way. Absolutely. Just let's just hope the judges stay healthy, right? Yeah. How about that? (laughs) This is the plaintiff, Denise Tullis. She says she purchased two lots of land from the defendant and he sold it knowing it was useless land. 
That's right. The defendant knew she wasn't allowed to build a road to the property, rendering it unusable. And she's here suing him for the $5,000 she paid. This is the defendant, William Sewell. He says he and the plaintiff dated and lived together for 25 years. So he can't believe she's actually suing him over this. He did sell her two lots of land. He did say he'd speak with the local judge about constructing a road to the lots. But he also said there'd be no guarantees. He's not responsible for the judge's decision and owes his ex nothing. He's accused of fraud. All parties, please raise your right hands. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Ms. Tullis, how is it that you know Mr. Sowell? We have lived together for 25 years. Okay. And did you folks break up? Uh, yes, we are now separated. Now, whose decision was the breakup after 25 years? He is selling his house, and we would have nowhere to live. Okay, but uh, what do you mean? Like he said, you're not welcome to come with me, or you you yes. said... Okay. So it's kind of his idea. All right. So you are suing him for the purchase of a land that happened how long ago? 2008. So we're talking about 12 or 13 years ago? Yes. What happened then? He sold me the property under the impression that the then county judge would build me a road to my property. What do you mean the county judge? Back up a second. What do you mean by, first of all, let's talk about the property. These are two lots that he purchased by a lake, was it? Yes. Okay. And each lot he purchased for $2,000, correct? Well, you tell me, Mr. Sal, tell me about the lots. I did purchase two lots in 2008. These lots were within the property boundaries of Fairfield Communities, which is a resort area on a lake in north central Arkansas. These lots were not owned or subject to the bylaws of Fairfield Bay. They were close to the lake and um, close to a nice swimming area and were desirable, and there are existing roads to them. Well, then, um, okay, so you bought the two of them, and then you turned around and sold them to her kind of quickly, and you guys were in the midst of a 25-year relationship. So why did she buy them from you? She asked to buy them. Okay. Uh, She wanted the lots. She wanted some land in Arkansas. We were not living together at the time. We lived together for 25 years. With a, with a few intermissions. Okay. And during one of these intermissions, I did purchase these lots, and Miss Tullis shortly thereafter asked to buy these lots. Okay, so she bought them from you for how much? Well, the paperwork, we there's a discrepancy. The paperwork shows $2,000 per lot. Uh, she is under the impression it was $5,000. Do you have any proof you paid $5,000? I'm just curious, Miss Tullis. I do not. Okay. So now the reason that you're suing now these 12, 13 years later is because what? Explain the problem to me. After that county judge left. Wait, wait. No, first tell me what you thought. There was a county judge and what happened? Mr. Sowell uh, assured you that what? That the county judge would give me a road to my property. How does the county judge give roads? I'm kind of curious. Mr. Sal, you want to elucidate me on that? What's going on with this county yeah. judge and why is he at liberty to give uh, to to take public funds and build a road as he sees fit for his friends? What are you talking about? 
There were existing roads there. The county judge did agree to grade the roads with a road grader. Uh, okay, but were, why, wait, can you explain to me, because I, I, I was a county judge, I'm trying to understand how the county judge has the authority to use public funds to grade a road that is private as a favor to you. I guess you were friends with the county judge? I was friends with the county judge. And so the county judge is going to take my know. tax dollars and grade a private road on your behalf, and did he do it? It was done in 2008. I do not know whether the county did it or not. All right. In any event, um, can you tell me during the time that she owns these properties, does she do anything with them? Does she build anything on them? Does she try to build anything on them or she just had them in her back pocket and didn't do anything? Well, she lived in a tent on these lots for a couple of months. That was it. She didn't have electricity. And why? Because you two had broken up? That was during an intermission. Intermission, we call it euphemistically. So she lived on a tent during an intermission. Why did you guys break up after 25? 25 years is a long time. Why did you guys break up? Can you tell me? Well, I was selling the house that I'm living in now that we had both lived in. I'm moving fairly close, uh, just a half of a mile down the road. Uh, We found her a place fairly close. I helped her move her stuff over, uh, gave her furniture and Uh, things that she needed to start over there again. But uh, it was very platonic. Uh, I didn't really look on it as a breakup. It was platonic means that you're not in a relationship. That's what platonic means. When you say it was platonic, were you guys in a relationship at that point or you weren't? Yes, we were. We were. It was friendly. So when did you find out? Okay, friendlies. Okay, but, but when did you realize that she thought it was over? You know, when I got the lawsuit, I pretty much decided. Wait, but hold on. Wait, but when did you move her? A few weeks ago. Okay, so when was the last time you saw her? Did you kiss goodbye? Did you like, and then. Actually, the week week before that, we actually took a road trip to a a spot in northern Arkansas, hung out, spent the weekend there, and uh, we talked on the phone daily, every day, up to the point that I was being sued. So, this so totally you, you were just shot. Like she broke up with you I by suing exactly. you. What have you got? To exactly. say? I'm really curious about this, Miss Tullis. Do you agree that that's how it went down? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I guess uh, you had some pretty angry feelings about having to live on your own. I was not happy about it. Uh, but at the same time, um, I feel like he owes me money for this property because I it sounds like you're just angry about it. And this is the way you're letting him know because you can't communicate. So tell me about this lawsuit. You say he has to refund your money from a sale of a property 12 years ago because he told you that a road would be put in. But you've never cared about the road until today. You didn't try to put a road in. What is it you just did that made you sue on yes, this issue? I did, I did try and get a road in. When? For all those 12, 13 years uh, back in 2010. Okay, uh, so what did he do wrong for, then, though? Because all that Mr. Sowell had said to you when you bought the land was, oh, I, I, I'm buddies with the county judge and we'll be able to get them to, I mean, that's not even in the deed. It's nowhere, but he kind of admits that he said, oh, the county judge said, now, according to you, it wasn't put a road in, it was grade the road, correct, Mr. Sell? Yes, that's correct. And, and according to you, the road was graded, yeah. but did you ever tell her that the judge would put a road in? The road was already there. There was 
there always has been roads to this property. Right. We're it talking. Wasn't main what is she? So what do you mean when you say put a road? You mean pave it? I mean gravel. Um, there's. This is actually this. This road has not been graded. It is rocks. It cannot be graded. Okay. Well, here's how it works. When you buy land, if you want to say that there were conditions on the land, they need to be in the in the in the contract to buy the land. It has to be in there that you are premising it solely on this representation. You've relied on it. And uh, that's the only reason you're buying. And then the representation turns out to be untrue, but you find that out before closing. Like, you would have a title search done, you would find out about the This is literally a favor a friend of his might do or and, and might not. And you are attempting to undo a deal that is over. You never sued him before now, but now that he's downsizing and apparently downsized you, okay, you're offended and you're hurt. And now is when you're suing him over something that happened 12 years ago, assuming you were within a statute of limitations, which you're not, um, which is the limitation a person has to bring a lawsuit. You're supposed to know what you're buying when you buy it with land and do a title search and figure it out and see if there's any encumbrances. And you would have known that if you had done your due diligence and researched the law back then, wouldn't you? I was taking for granted what Willie said. That the county judge would build me a road. I did not research it myself. Well, maybe you should have. I am not going to order him to pay you money on a sale that was 13 years ago based on him telling you, don't worry, I'm tight with the county judge and we might be able to get a road there that the public pays for. No, that not happening later is not something you relied upon when you bought it. And uh, whether in your mind you did, the best evidence of that is that you bought it without knowing, you bought it without researching, and in all this time that you say you've been trying to get it done, he was your boyfriend and you didn't sue him. You only sue him when he downsized and then included you in the downsizing. That's when you sue him. Verdict for the defendant. So the defendant prevails in this case. Number one, what's your reaction to the judge's verdict? I am surprised. You you know, Mr. South said there were there was a road to those two properties. Is that right? That's incorrect. No, there is no road to that property. Uh, You can go through some pig trails at the back of somebody's house. Of course, you can't bring lumber in or another building or anything like that. All right. Well, that's what the judge's verdict is. You, the uh, statute of limitations long ago expired, and uh, I guess you got downsized in more ways than one. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank that's you. the verdict. Mr. Sal, let me ask you a quick question. I'm sure you're a little relieved over this lawsuit. You did say there was a road in there to those properties. Am I right? That is correct. There is a road. In fact, I have pictures on my phone of two weeks ago with my vehicle, a van, sitting in front of Miss Tullis's property. But anyway, she still has the property, and she she could build something there, as far as you're concerned, right? Definitely, yes. All right, sir. Well, the judge found in your favor, so congratulations. And I guess this relationship, this 25-year-plus relationship, is kind of over now, especially since she sued you. Is that right? I'm not going to burn any bridges. We left right. platonically well, good for on you. good terms, and who knows? All right. Well, Whatever you decide, good luck to you. Thank you very much. Okay, Harvey, what do you think? Doug, you know, there are relationships where people are just afraid 
to deal with the other person on an adult level and say, look, if we're going to do something financial, especially with a lot of money on the line, we've got to have a contract, even though we're together. And that may just simply mean an email outlining the obligations of each person and what the representations each person makes to the other. Like in this case, if you don't do that, you end up with a mess like here. People break up. They don't always stay together. And even though you're together now, you got to protect yourself. And if you don't, you're probably going to end up on the losing end. My husband had a felony conviction over 40 years ago in Florida. How can he go about getting it expunged from his record? He's never been in trouble since. Okay. So I would hope that it's not holding him back very much if it's 40 years old, because I, I don't think too many employers would be holding oh, against you. Right. Uh, but but maybe it's just psychologically he would like to get it expunged, and that's all well and good. But Florida happens to be one of the tougher states that says, no, we're not going to pretend it didn't happen. It did happen. Right. If you were adjudicated and convicted, which is how she framed the question, that he was you know, convicted on a felony, there, there's a concept called a withhold of adjudication. And in, in Florida, Florida right. if you withhold adjudication, that means you will have an opportunity later to expunge it. Right. If, it if in his felony it was a withhold of adjudication, then there is an entire mechanism right. for expunging it in Florida. And you don't need to get a lawyer. You can go right online and figure it out, as I am sure it is true these days of most states. But right. you were in criminal most recently. What, what was the procedure in Florida? Well, as you noted... If you have a conviction, whether it's a misdemeanor or a felony in Florida, you're going to have a problem getting that expunged. And really, you're so long as it's an adjudication, adjudication, found right. guilty by a jury, pled guilty or pled no contest. And the and judge enters the adjudication. Enters the judgment. Exactly. So you just you just can't undo them. And, you know, Florida, as you said, there's about a handful of states, maybe half a dozen that are pretty brutal. Florida is in that group. And they did change the law. We, we had a constitutional amendment passed in 2018 that will give people voting rights back a lot quicker at the end of a conviction once they've they've done their time and paid their debt to society but in some states it's it happens almost automatically after passing a certain amount of time what uh, happens restoration of rights right. you lose think about it when you're convicted you're losing your right to vote your right to sit on a jury your right to run for certain types of public office and equally important to a lot of people, the right to carry. So maybe a that's why she's concerned about that. But if, so if it, if he if that is his only conviction, the chances may be good that judica adjudication was withheld. Perhaps if it was, if something specific called a withhold of adjudication was entered by the judge, then. How do you get it expunged in Florida? You have to go to the Florida go, Department of Law right. Enforcement, FDLE. You have to get a certificate of eligibility from the Florida Department of Law Enforcement, and it takes some time. It probably yeah. It's a process that takes It's like a five-step process. Right. Bottom line, you end up with the certificate in front of the judge. It's filed before the judge. And the judge grants it. It's pretty pro forma. The judge grants it. Yeah. 